Welcome to Two For None, your favourite cricket comedy podcast. My name is Patrick Cullen and I am your host and we are into the season final for season four. Can you believe it, ladies and gentlemen? What a time to be alive. And to wrap up all the action from what's been a fantastic 12 months. 12 months? Two years? Lifetime of cricket? Um, I've got Chris Barty and Heidi Cheadle joining me a little later in the show, but um, before I get there, I wanted to start this episode with the one and only Adam Hassan. You see, Adam's been such an incredible addition to this show. I'm sure you agree from listening to the last couple of episodes. And he sent through a tape wrapping up the entire tour so far. And I want to start here. And to be honest, I'm going to interrupt as little as possible um, and give Adam the chance to really uh, throw things out and, and give us his perspective from what's been a really important summer for Pakistan cricket. So without further ado, here is Adam Hassan, and I will have Chris, myself, and Heidi Cheadle to wrap up the entire season very, very, very soon. So here he is, Adam Hassan. So Australia's tour of Pakistan is over. And before I dive into any of the individual matches, wasn't it great to see Australia back in Pakistan for the first time in 24 years? Hell yeah, man. I mean, this was the first time in my lifetime, and first time for a lot of the Australians as well. A few of them will have played in the PSL, but for most of them, it was their first time travelling to Pakistan and playing over there. So for the people of Pakistan to be able to watch the likes of Warner and Smith and Cummins and Stark playing live in their country for the first time was a really special experience. A special shout out to Usman Khawaja as well. I mean, what a series that guy had with the bat. Returning to the country of his birth, and there was so much love for Khawaja in Pakistan. And isn't he such a beautiful batsman to watch as well? Mm. I mean, obviously, the series didn't pan out how we were hoping. But if anyone's going to score runs against us, we'd want it to be Khawaja. So on to the White Bull series. And Australia started with a bang, scoring an impressive 313 in the first ODI. And despite a brilliant century from Imam al-Haq and 50 for Baba Azam, Pakistan fell short and were all out for 225. In the second ODI, Australia managed even more, scoring 348. Another century for Imam, and a sublime 100 by Baba Azam, coming off just 73 balls, meant that this time Pakistan managed to chase down Australia's total, making this our highest ever successful chase in ODI cricket. Yes, hurry Adam, I'm just going to hold you there to say quickly, exactly as it's been incredibly lovely watching Usman Khawaja bat and the graceful batter that he is, the exact same can be said from Barbara Azam. And I'm going to be talking about this more in the show, but Barbara was incredible in all games, in all formats in this tour. He was a real, genuine phenomenon. But anyway, I'll let you get back to it. Barbara Azam, what a guy. And for Barbara, that was his 15th ODI century, meaning that he'd reached that mark quicker than any other batsman in history in just 83 innings ahead of Hashim Amla with 86, and Virat Kohli with 106. So with the series level at one all, we headed to the decider. And this performance was set up by our bowlers this time, in particular Harris Ralph and Shaheen Shah Afridi, as we managed to get Australia all out for 210. And just on Shaheen, he rested for the first game of the series and came back in for the final two. And in those two games, the first one he got Aaron Finch out first ball, and in the second one, he got the other opener, Travis Head out first ball. Amazing. And it's got to the point now where you're watching Shaheen Shah Afridi bowl in white ball cricket 
And it's actually a surprise if he doesn't get a wicket in his first over. <laughs> He's just so potent with that new ball. Yeah. Swinging it around corners at 90 miles an hour, it is great to watch. And in the chase, we saw another 100 for Baba Azam and 89 nut out for Imam al-Haq. Two guys who had exceptional series with the bat. Managed to take Pakistan over the line for the loss of just one wicket. So Pakistan took the ODI series 2-1 and then we headed for the 1-T20. And this one was a poor performance from Pakistan. Only scored 162 from 20 overs and that was nowhere near where we should have been. And Australia chased it down comfortably. But there were still two impressive performances from Pakistan in this game. And it was the same two guys that always deliver. Baba Azam leading from the front with a 33-ball 50 and Shaheen Shafridi with the ball, 2 for 21 from his 4 overs. So looking back on the tour as a whole, Pakistan will be disappointed with the T20 and in particular the Test Series result. But at the same time there's been a lot of exciting cricket played, especially by some of the young guys, with the likes of Abdullah Shafiq and Naseem Shah in the White Ball Series, and of course Shaheen Shafridi, Baba Azam, Mohamed Uzwan, of course all three series. So while we're slightly disappointed with the result, I'm definitely optimistic for the future of Pakistan cricket. And then of course, we've just had the Women's World Cup. And look, it wasn't great for Pakistan. Uh, we won a game, a rain-affected game. We came close a couple of times. Other than that, we, we weren't great. And I'm getting used to saying it now, but congrats Australia on another <laughs> World Cup win. Hey, thank you. I mean, these guys are just so far ahead of everyone else in world cricket. At this point, we might as well just give you guys the trophy and let the rest fight it out for second place. I think that would make a more exciting tournament. Yeah, look, Adam, you're not necessarily wrong there. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I played in a friendly poker game with a, with a couple of friends and I would lose every single week. And it got to the point where as I was leaving the house, I was still living with my parents. My mum said to me, she said, should I just send your friends some checks in the mail? Like, should we just cut to the chase here? Because <laughs> this isn't going to work out for you, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible bluffer. Anyway, it's kind of like that in, in the women's game at the moment. You know, the Southern Stars are just a cut above everyone. But some exciting developments coming out of Pakistan, as Ramiz Raja, chairman of the PCB, has announced plans for a women's PSL, Pakistan Super League, starting next year. Oh, awesome. So if this manages to go ahead, this could be great for the development of women's cricket in Pakistan. Yeah. And who knows, maybe in a few years, we'll even see Pakistan up there at the top alongside Australia, challenging for these big tournaments. Well, love that. So watch this space, because we may have had a disappointing tournament this time around, but Pakistan are coming. Hell yes. Adam, hell yes indeed. And thanks so much, mate, for all of your hard work over this season. You've been such a legend, and it's been great to have you with us. You've been insightful and and well-researched and funny and a delight. So thanks so much, pal. Really, really, really appreciate you. Um, let's cut to the end here, shall we, folks? A little earlier on, a day or two ago, I sat down with Heidi Cheadle and Chris Barty to wrap up all of the action what's been a jam-packed summer of cricket. Without further ado, here it is. Alongside me is the one and only Christopher T. Barty and Heidi Cheadle, all the way from the UK. Heidi, how are you, mate? So good. So good. You are, are lying you? to my handsome face, but it's a delight. <laughs> <laughs> She's only mildly dusty, folks. She's only mildly dusty. She's had a big night out. She's had a whole big world going on over there in the UK. And Heidi, I'm so, I'm, we are, Chris and I are honoured by your presence. I, I appreciate your time and your effort getting out of bed and pulling it together today. 
Do you know what? For you, I will do anything. <laughs> Except this again. <laughs> Except this again. Never this, obviously. <laughs> Never this again. Chris, how Never are you doing, man? But most other things. I'm good, man. Um, you know, it just fell into place for me because you said before we came on air that Heidi was a little bit dusty. And I was like, it's 9 o'clock p.m. on a Sunday. How big is this hangover? Um, but now I realize you're in England and uh, there's a time difference and it's probably morning there. And um, yes, the hangover right. may still be that big. I don't know. Who am I to say? Chris, you didn't uh, pin this together in like to make it. The, the two days of chats that has been trying to find an appropriate time to pin together Sydney, Perth and London. You didn't, you didn't, that didn't click for you, champ? <laughs> Listen, mate, I just wait for the Zoom link and uh, click on it. That's the rest is, the rest is kind of um, extraneous, erroneous. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what, Chris, you've heard other things. Don't worry about it, That's man. right. Yeah. That's it, yeah. man. He's a, he's a busy guy and I think we yeah. can all appreciate that. Um, Friends, it's I've got both of you on the pod today uh, because A, I very much enjoy both of your faces and your nonsense, and B, um, B because uh, we we are in a state of wrapping up the show for the season. Um, the Women's World Cup final has occurred, and it was a glorious and massive victory to the Australians, as as Heidi you well predicted. Um, and there was a, another series that happened, but also I just wanted to get you guys here to get your, your thoughts and your feelings sort of wrapping up 21-22, um, going into a bit of a hiatus. Um, we'll do a couple of highlights. We'll do a couple of things that stuck out to us. Uh, Heidi's got to go get ready to go and play a game this afternoon. Chris has got to go to an Easter function. And Polly and I are watching Game of Thrones um, and really need to get into the middle of season four. So um, everyone's busy, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> we all have massive things going on. We've got a lot. Everyone's got a lot to do, Heidi. I'm not going to say that anyone's particularly more important than the others. Hey, speaking of which, dude, you're now in the UK. Who are you? Can you tell us who you're playing for over there and how it's been going and what it's been like? Can you give us a little Heidi yes, update? I, abs- I absolutely can. So I'm in Manchester and I'm playing for this cricket club called Lindo CC, so Lindo Cricket Club. And so they're part of like the Cheshire County, okay, cool. which I believe is a minor county and I will never understand English geography. So a minor <laughs> county, like small state, big state, I don't know. Um, but it's like the most developed county for like women's cricket. So it's okay. this incredible like developmental pathway um, that has provided all these opportunities and they've grown from like, you know, itty bitty to having like, every sort of age group for girls and boys. And they also do like softball cricket. So like sort of like wow. incredible. So it's sort of the way to get new people in who've never played softer ball sort of, it's, I don't know, it's like a very gentle way in, but then there's also this progression for those people to play hardball, to play actual cricket. And this like women's, they've just like, they've just done so well and they won the division last year. So then because of that, the way that it works, I think this is the way it works in like soccer and stuff too. But like, if you win, you move up. So yes. they're now in Division Two. So like this year, it's sort of it's a little bit more competitive, and there's more people involved. And you know, you've, we've got like in the team that I'm playing with, I think there's like a girl who's like 14 who plays for the county in her age group. What? So it's an incredible way to like bring it all in. Yeah. So it's actually it's it's really impressive. I'm, I'm very stoked to be here, like just to be a part of it. I'm going to start doing a bit of coaching, and it's just mad, really. Hi. So the season kicks off today. Really? Well, it's sort of inter-friendly, but like, you know, we're going out there and we're doing nothing. That is freaking rad, my friend. That is freaking it's mad, isn't it? 
What a mad time to be alive. I hope you bloody get out there and take, make some runs and get a right? few stumpings today. Oh, sorry. And because of like, I'm like overseas that you can kind of like slot in. So I'm also going to be playing men's cricket. So we had our men's inter club game yesterday. Whoa. Uh, so it's like sort of a mix of ones and twos like together. And you are looking at the champion team over here. <laughs> hey. seven runs. Get in. Um, but yeah, no, it was just it was just great, and like it's like so English, and the pitch was uh, the pitch was like a sponge. I thought I would just like sink through it. And I was like, how? Like, I said to the guys, I was like, if we were at home, we'd be called off for this. Yeah, this is this would <laughs> not be a also thing. they're like. Also, they're like, no, it's um, this is good. it's a hot day for us, so you know we have to take it easy. We will be tired, and I'm like, hot. It's like 17 degrees. It's about, it feels, I'm pretty sure this is like, the depth of winter. Do you have a jumper? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. They're honey. all sunburnt and I'm like, oh. Oh, geez. I'm going to need to Anyway, on. that's just a little plug on me. Yeah, of course. Of course. Um, hey, guys, how about we start by talking about this, uh, the Women's World Cup final um, and the extraordinary game that it was. And, and Hyde's, I guess, like, Straight over to you, I guess, mate. Like, we, we knew that the Aussies were going to turn it out and we knew that there was going to be some incredible performances. But were you surprised at all to see Alyssa Healy hit that 170 off not very many? <laughs> so I think, <laughs> I think I'm not surprised that she was able to do it. But did I think she'd get 170 in the final? I don't think that's something anybody goes into a game thinking that's what they'll do. Like that was wild. And then also if you flip it, imagine being that Siva playing the innings of her life, running out of partners and not getting mad at the match. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't get as many runs. Like you would just be absolutely gutted. And she, I mean, she had so much, she's had so much like grit and fight to like stay out there. But Healy, like I just like, I've never seen anything like it. Especially in a world Cup. What an now. absolute champion. Oh, man, yeah. But I feel like she was sort of building, wasn't she? Like, she's got some scores, she got 100, and then it was just mm. like, gates are open, go. Bardo, what was your reflections on that game, big boy? Well, man, there was just this one shot that Lisa Healy played, which I think was a straight drive, uh, a lofted straight drive down the ground, which was one of the best cricket strokes I've ever seen, ever, <laughs> bar none. It was just like, <laughs> ugh. Um, it was an incredible innings and yeah, um, incredible game for Australia. I mean, uh, 356 for five uh, is just uh, a bonkers score in a World Cup final by uh, anyone's standard. Um, I think, uh, you, you know, the tournament over, overall, New Zealand were terrific hosts. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, um, you know, New Zealand is a, is a great venue for, for women's cricket um, in particular. I think the, the, the grounds are really well uh, really well suited so you know you get value for money for your shots but uh, uh, also it's you know the, the nice kind of uh, feel of the venues I think created a really nice atmosphere um, really well supported throughout the entire tournament so terrific stuff um, you know for the women's game as a whole but particularly for Australia and I think you know if we look back at uh, you know the Women's World Cup four years ago when we lost to England in, in the final I believe yeah don't um, mention the war yeah you know, to um, to, to come back <laughs> right, and to, to come back and to win so emphatically is is absolutely wonderful. Uh, and what's interesting, I think, too, is you know really that the, the um, transition of the standard bearer or the flag bearer, if you like, um, of women's cricket in in the country. You know, for so many years, it's been 
really, you know, the big three of, of Elise Perry, um, Meg Lanning and, and Alyssa Healy. But I think with this, you know, um, performance, Alyssa Healy's really stamped herself as the preeminent uh, women's cricketer in the country, if not the world uh, at the moment. Uh, you know, and I think you know we also need to shout out Rachel Haynes' performance throughout the tournament as well. Yeah, she was she was phen- phenomenal, and let's not forget that Beth Mooney broke her freaking jaw, the Terminator, like not so long ago. Uh, so you know, courage across the board. Also, want to shout out Alana King. I love watching her bowl. I think mm. the sunglasses are great. <laughs> you know, um, big fan, big fan, big, big fan, big fan. We need more sunglasses in cricket. Especially when bowling. Yeah, um, I yeah. really think I, I might even try and send her agent an email and see if we can get her on the pod. I just think she'd be, I think she's our kind of person. I, I, I don't know well, he, what makes you think that. Here's the thing, Pat. What's that, you know, Chris? sunglasses are amazing pieces of clothing to protect your eyes from the UV rays of the sun. Sure. What I've never <laughs> understood is why bowlers take them off when they bowl. It's not as if the UV rays go away just because you've got the ball in your hand. Um, so, you know, I'm all about it. I think why not? Um, I can tell you why, Chris. I can tell you why. And look, uh, there's no doubt anyone in this podcast will believe and we'll all follow along here that Alana King is significantly more coordinated than me. Like we, we can all, I think that's, that's a truth. (laughs) Heidi doesn't believe it, but I'm sure Chris does. (laughs) I was bowling once with shades on because I was trying to be a cool guy um, and I charged on in and in my action, I brought my hand past my head and um, knocked my sunnies off my face and had to stop in my runner. So I think that's the danger, but I think that's the danger. Um, and you can only imagine how much of a cool guy I looked like when that occurred. Um, Heidi, the, the bat was very intimidated. They're intimidated. They, um, they know what to do. <laughs> coming from men's eighth grade, rocking in with Thank shades you. off your face. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It gives you a real indicator of quality, of the quality of your opposition, doesn't it? When a dude's coming in with shades on, bowling medium paces and knocks him off his own head. What a nugget. What an absolute loser. Um, but back to cool actual people, um, namely Alyssa Healy. I was thinking about this, that what if the toss had gone the other way, right, and the palms had batted first and Natalie had made her 148 not in the first innings? We would have been packing it, right? Like that score by itself, phenomenal. But Alyssa Healy just blew everyone out of the water. And as you say, Chris, Rachel Haynes and, and Meg Lanning, you know, the whole top order deserves a lot of credit for how they played throughout Hides. But you've got to feel, I felt for Nat Siver a lot in that. Like that her innings by itself would have been really special. She just got totally outshone. So the other, the other thing too for us, Pat, is let's not forget that England were going at a rate of knots, scoring six and a half and over. Uh, and 285 in itself is a fairly reasonable target to chase. So, you know, if we did open up the multiverse here and- uh, <laughs> Multiverse you know, of madness, into, thank you. The multiverse of madness and entered into the other dimension where England did bat first um, and scored at a similar rate of knots, you know, I mean, they're looking at something like three, uh, you know, uh, 350, you know, mm-hmm. um, for, for Australia to chase, uh, which would have been an absolutely mammoth task. And I think one of the things we can take away from this is, you know, just the impact that the WBBL has had on women's cricket across the board because, you know, even a layman like me, you know, can look at the England scorecard and go, I know Heather Knight. I know Nat Siver. Mm. They're really good. I'm not entirely surprised Nat Siver scored 148 because I've been down to um, uh, 
uh, down to the, the the WBBL and watched her absolutely dominate and, and do her thing. Um, so you know, it's great to see the growth of the, of the women's game uh, on a ho- on the whole, uh, and it's just a really enjoyable format uh, of the game. Whereas I've watched a f- couple of uh, games in the IPL recently, and I've got to tell you, not nearly as entertaining. Mm. Hides, any other thoughts from you, my friend, before we uh, wrap up on this this brilliant World Cup final? Anything else that was knocking around your noodle? Uh, well, I feel like the whole opening up the multi, like that's a little tricky because like, I feel like it, it changed the course of everything. But I will say if England did that first, like Meg Lanning loves to chase. So I feel like if it wasn't Alyssa Healy, it would have been somebody else dominating. And I reckon, I think, I mean, let's, I feel like the right team won, right? Like they were the most competitive. They did mm. lose. They had such an incredible tournament. Like you said, and I think Pat, you and I have spoken about this previously. It's such a competitive it was such a competitive tournament. And let's yeah. and you know, you have the likes of somebody like an Elise Perry injured, but you get someone like Annabelle Sullivan or somebody else just to fill the spot, but not just to like plug a hole, but to actually like make a difference. And like that you've got that across the board. Like everybody in the Australian team can bat can bowl can feel like <laughs> they're just like a class above. <laughs> like yeah. let's be honest. Yeah, and their fielding was something that really stood out. Yeah, because lots I'd say consistently Australia were excellent. And I would say no other team was consistently performing in the field. Like there are a lot of drop catches, which we've spoken about. Oh, mate, the Poms couldn't catch a cold hides. They must have dropped Alyssa Healy about well, 15 times. I mean, there was one or two of those which were dollies. <laughs> yes. But, but then, you know, like it's cricket, right? Like that's the way that it goes. You get 170, you might get dropped 55 times. You might be like seeing the ball so, so clearly you get given out chipping it onto your pads lbw and it's like this is the worst but that's just the game right you gotta roll through it so you gotta take the good and the bad otherwise it will do your head in like it's the worst and the best (laughs) so like i just and i feel i did feel for south africa not making the final because i thought they really deserve to but fair play to england losing three on the trot and coming back and making the final and then having a final that they did but if we just quickly have a cheeky look Mm. like nat sivar the people below her, 2022, 1, 3, 2, 21, 1. Like she just didn't have the support that she needed, which is, it's not fair to like put that onto the bowlers to be fair to like chase all those runs down. But I just, yeah, it's she, I mean, she couldn't have done anything more. And I imagine she would have been so frustrated that she couldn't have got her team over the line. But, you know, it it takes the whole team to let the goal through, not just the goalie, you know what I mean? Wow, yes, Heidi, I do know what you mean. Um, I have been watching so much Premier League that really rings a bell <laughs> in my noodle. Um, so, friends, listen, uh, we've got sort of 15 minutes of power here. And so here's what I what I thought might be f- a fun way to wrap up Two for None for Season 4. Would you say it's a power play? Oh. <laughs> uh- Yeah, 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 Chris. All right, I'm in. We're calling it the power play. Ooh, we're all we're all doing the arm signal, but um, that does not translate to a podcast. Uh, Anyway, welcome to the power play. Um, We're going to go around one at a time. I'm just going to give a highlight each, five highlights total per person uh, of things that we liked from the 2021-2022 cricketing season. Now, this can be international, it can be club, it can be state. It can be um, whatever, right? I think what I'm trying to do here is we're just trying to like wrap up this beautiful, weird period of cricketing existence and and put a little bow on it um, uh, for for our listeners and for ourselves. And look, I'm going to get it started. 
um, and we'll we'll go from there. I'm gonna get it started with Scotty Boland taking six for seven at the G, built the man a statue. Uh, one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> I think. Uh, watching that. What a story. What a story. Right, 32-year-old bloke mm-hmm. in first test match, born as an MCG specialist and just rips the palms in twain and an iconic piece of commentary brilliance from James Brayshaw. Not a sentence I thought I'd ever say um, that <laughs> <laughs> that uh, really, really accented it for me. So that's my first is is Scotty Boland at the G. Um, Bardo, first highlight of the power play. Well, Pat, for me, it's the dawn of a new age of dominance of West Australian cricket. Uh, the WA teams took care of the one-day domestic title, the Big Bash, and, of course, uh, capped off with a draw, but a winning draw, which is kind of a silly rule, <laughs> uh, but it works for me in this occasion, so I'll take it. Um, a winning draw in the Sheffield Shield final. And the WBBL, Chris. Hey, and did we win the WBBL? Uh-huh. We did too. <laughs> Yay. I completely forgot. I'm really sorry. Um, four. All four major uh, trophies. I forgot for a good reason. And, you know, anyone that's listened to me talk on this podcast for more than five minutes will know that I'm an absolute stan for Sean Marsh. Oh, boy. <laughs> and winning the Sheffield Shield final uh, for Western Australia for the first time in 21 years uh, was a great way uh, to cap off potentially Sean Marsh's domestic career. Um, mm, he may go it? on. He may go on. I don't know. I don't know. But amazing stuff. Uh, I think, uh, you know, particularly for the WA teams, uh, you know, so Western Australia, as we know, look, has done it a little bit differently with COVID. But the, the hard borders have made it tremendously difficult for all of the West Australian teams. So to get the quadruple uh, is pretty bloody spectacular from all concerned. And we're going to talk about Cameron Green, I'm sure, about at some point, Pat. But sure. I just want to shout out and get you to keep an eye out on this young bloke, uh, Aaron Hardy, right? Aaron Hardy was one of the key figures, if not the key figure in the Sheffield Shield final. And his first-class batting average currently sits a tick over 44. Ooh. And his bowling average, 24. Ooh. Tick under 25. So 24.8. So average 44 with a bat and 24.8 with a ball. I'm telling you, it's going to be a golden era for the golden helmet. We're going to have two West Australian all-rounders. <laughs> it's going to be outstanding. I'm excited. I love that, Chris. Heidi, first highlight of the power play for you, pal? Um, so I'm not sure we'd call this a highlight, but I feel like it's definitely worth a mention and an acknowledgement, but I'm quite certain that on Tammy Beaumont's Instagram account, she had thanked Anna Shrubsell as I believe she has retired. Wow. So I think while she probably didn't have like the tournament of her dreams, she like in her moment, she was at a wizard at bowling. Like yeah. an absolute magician. So, I mean, I'm sure that's like obviously mixed emotions, losing the final and, you know, she wasn't – like I think she actually was the last wicket, which nobody wants to be in the final, even though you're going to lose. But um, she – yeah, she was mad. Mad career. Yeah, mad career. Stand for that. And she – um, yeah, yeah. It was her – even in yeah. just this tournament, Heidi, was bowled exceptionally. 
Um, so yeah, she, yeah, like a, and she always was like she always was mad. Like she's the, all her in swing and just her ability to take wickets and like important wickets yeah. at important times was you know that was mad. So yeah, I don't know if that's a highlight, but definitely worth mentioning. It's definitely worth a salute. Um, on that same vein, Joe Root <laughs> has stepped away from the, the English captaincy oh, and left the whole of English cricket yes. in turmoil at the moment. So that's going to be a very exciting thing to check in on when I next come back. I think my second highlight, second highlight two of the power play, folks, highlight two of the power play for me is is probably uh, Cameron Green, um, just in general. Um, for one, he went to the same school as Chris and I. Um, Hides, which you, which you may not know. Um, yes, oh. yes, that's correct. He went to a high school, which puts Chris and I very close to real cricketers. Um, obviously, you're the closest <laughs> Hides that we've got, but outside of you. Um, so that was great. But I just really enjoyed watching the the young fella grow. And I wonder if I can put this in um, in as as oh no, Chris might do it. But I, I think the seeing cricket in Pakistan and going back and getting cricket into that wonderful country again and, and getting to see that um, that place through the television was a real, real, real highlight for me. Um, yeah, I thought that was freaking awesome, actually. Um, I'll throw to you, buddy, because I've got, I wanted to put in there, uh, no, I'll come back. I'll come back. I'll leave it for myself. Come on, Pat, don't be greedy. Uh, Chris, highlight number two of, of the power play for you, big boy. Well, my highlight number two, Pat, you know, is one that uh, might surprise but probably shouldn't. It's the Perth Scorchers women winning the WBBL <laughs> final. <laughs> Restricting uh, the Adelaide Strikers, the, the star-studded Adelaide Strikers, of course, who are uh, – actually, look at this for a bloody bowling lineup from the Adelaide Strikers. Megan Schutt, Darcy Brown, Amanda Jade Wellington, Talia McGrath. Yeah, no thanks. Uh, and, the, and, the, and the great South African Dan Van Niekerk. Uh, that's a pretty handy striker's uh, lineup, yeah, it's punchy. but not good enough. Not good enough to get it over the uh, the Scorchers, um, who were led by another great South African, uh, Marazan Cap, uh, who uh, figures one for twenty five, and then uh, Tanil Peskel, 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 um, you know, with figures of two for twenty three, uh, really embodied, you know, the uh, the Perth Scorchers and the Scorchers spirit of uh, just crushing. And, and uh, strangling oppositions to defend uh, potentially precariously low totals. <laughs> but uh, once again, you know, the Scorchers overcoming the hard border to take a hard-fought victory. So that's highlight number two for me, Pat. Oh, wow, Chris. Uh, Hides? Highlight number two? Um, I'm going I'm to go in the power number two. I'm going to go with Kim Garth. Um, oh. Firstly, just general existence. But so here's a gal all the way from Ireland, right? who's playing for Victoria but has played and um, she was the Melbourne Stars like player of the tournament for WBBL. So she's come over and like not only, you know, like slotted and made some friends, she's actually killing it and I'm pretty sure she's in the Australia A team. Oh, wow. Like what a champion. So she's like gone for residency. So she's come all the way over and she's just had a tournament of her life. She's taken wickets. She's good with the bat. I'm like, we love that. Hi, is you going to poach her for Gordon, list. do you reckon? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I feel like you're either a Melbourne or a Sydney, and for some yeah. reason, that's that feels like a poor choice from her. But a, a great highlight from you, Hides. Um, highlight three on the power play for me is uh, Barbara Zam's driving, uh, mm. which I just thought was 
completely off chops. I'm putting it up there with uh, Meg Lanning's square driving, which I think is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, If my partner and I were to have a child, I'm sure I'd look into its lovely eyes as it flicked open towards me and go, is it as beautiful as Meg Lanning's square drives? I don't know. Um, (laughs) It's it's probably a pretty close second. Um, But yeah, I I thought the way that Barbara's arm played was just extraordinary. He's a guy who's a big talent who's been talked about a lot for a long time. And then to see that realized in such prolific circumstances was was phenomenal. I haven't felt this way watching a, a, another, a batter from another country since like watching Sachin back in the day. And you'd just be watching mm-hmm. Sachin bat and be like, we just cannot. This guy's never going to get out, ever. Um, and I felt a very similar way about watching Barbara's arm. Bardo, highlight number three. Well... Two for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a two parter. So the first one's a free hit. <laughs> Just to extend the analogy. Um Uzma Kawaja. You know I had to. I had to do it. Oh, I had yeah. to do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's got Uzma to highlight Kawaja. You know you know I love the man. I seem to really like chilled out laconic batsmen that make a bunch of runs and are off in my mind. That seems to be my <laughs> wheelhouse. And my guy just made a bunch of runs and looks super relaxed doing it. Uh, I love the way he talks about getting selected or not getting selected. You know, it's both refreshingly honest and also like, ah, um, you know, it's it's great. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed, you know, all 13 million hours of watching uh, Usman Khawaja bat um, and having a bit of a bat off um, with um, Babar Azam. I think the significance of Usman Khawaja uh, scoring as many runs as he did and performing as he did, you know, in Pakistan, um, in front of, uh, you know, uh, uh, family and friends and the streets where he, he played mm. was absolutely enormous. Uh, and then for me, the other part, the other part of that, so the, the second part of the, the free hit is uh, our very own Adam Hassan from Pakistan, mm. who I have to say, you know, delivered uh, one of the great, um, segments, yeah, probably the only great segment of this podcast in the history of this podcast, <laughs> respectfully, Heidi, um, <laughs> and really lifted the tone uh, of of the podcast there. And I think uh, you, you know that was something that uh, you and I were were really taken aback uh, by in a in a positive way uh, about a difficult topic. Yeah. So that was something that was uh, was really special and uh, and glad to be a part of it. And glad that we could, can give Adam a bit of a platform because if there's someone that's going to come and kick on and do something, uh, it's going to be, well, probably Heidi and Adam and, uh, you know, we're just a launching pad. We're, that's pad. it, Chris. That's all we do. We get smart we're people just, in and we bring them into our lives and we just give them a platform to go and do other stuff. That's, we're that's our pretty. Whole. We're pretty keen to turn over the strike. To get down <laughs> <their own. laughs> that's exactly and right. Like, let, um, let the professionals do their job. That's right. Yeah, and Adam and Son's piece, I think, is the is the season opener um, for for season four. So go back and check that out. Hides uh, highlight. We have to highlight three or three. Yes, highlight three from you, Heidi. Highlight three. Um, I'm I'm sort of on the. I mean, I'm a, I'm on the Usman bandwagon. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely, what an absolute champion. Literally chills when he got his little back to back. Wasn't it? It was back to back wonders, wasn't it? Yeah. Boom, boom. Yeah, literal chills. Um, but equally, um, I feel like, you know, when Travis Head came out and got a, his 100, mm. I was like, yes. <laughs> like, do we want him? Will we pick him? What's the story? Sorry, got him again. 
Yeah. Fist in the air, like what an absolute champion. So that was, uh, that's sort of up there with us for me. Yeah. I love that, Hides. Um, highlight number four for me is going to be the Southern Stars as a team, as a team, as an institution. Um, I'm just giving a, a highlight for fully to them. I think um, Matthew Mott deserves a bit of credit. I think the playing group deserves a huge amount of credit. Like to go undefeated through a World Cup campaign and, and to play the way that they have, to take the bold selection calls that they've had to bring in players like Alina King and Darcy Brown and to have those players perform so well at the highest level has been exceptional. Golden age of women's cricket, folks. Golden age, particularly in Australia, we've got to watch it all, got to live it all, got to love it. It's been phenom.com. Butto, highlight four from you, my friend. Highlight four. Well, I didn't realise I had a... I kind of forgot we were doing four. We were doing five. That's why... I don't know why you did two. I would have done a free hit. I would have done a free hit. I would have just had a regular delivery. No, highlight highlight four, actually. I'll tell you what. It came through for me uh, this morning, Pat. uh, And that was minus Lavashane bowling mediums in county cricket... (laughs) And taking two poles. I love it. I love it. There's, I mean, I think where, where were we? Were we in Sydney or must know Melbourne? We're in Melbourne. That was the draw? Yeah, no, Melbourne Sydney. was the draw. Sydney? Where was the draw? Anyway, anyway. Um, they threw Marnus the ball last over of the game to try and win the game. Made no sense. But he was bowling leg spin. Fair enough. Down today. Comes out, bowls mediums, takes two wickets in county cricket. Who knows what that man will do next? He he's had too much whiz fizz, but I want to keep feeding it to him because yeah. it's just entertaining to watch. Yeah, I really we need um, Andrew McDonald just to keep pumping minus with the whiz fizz. Hides um, highlight four from you, my friend. Uh, sort of a toss up, really. Um, I'm going to go with club cricket please sort of mentioned county will drop one further down and it was a it was a challenging season for the old gordon reds but aside from the sort of four to six week period we were rained out to finish our season we managed to at the delightful white picketed fence at raby we managed to secure our first win get in uh, <laughs> first and last win <laughs> was that the game you made a ton Hines? Did you bloody hit a ton in that game? I might have done. Hey! What was really good was that one of our bowlers took like six wickets. She just like like little leggies, found her rhythm, found her flight, and it was just like you could pick it out the hand. It was like, oh, this is going to be one. And then sure enough, done. So a little uh, plug for Gordon there. You go, girls. Hang in there. <laughs> uh, but I also, I also feel like I just I can't leave without saying in the World Cup with South Africa, Obviously, Marizanka, absolute trooper, would never want her to be mad at me um, or throw the ball at me, probably. Um, but her batting as well, this mm. World Cup, was mad. Like, she went out there and saved the day for South Africa on several occasions. And then Ishmael running in, you know, little agile little dart, like bowling her ball. And this is around, like, I would say two or three drop catches had just happened. So she's like, you know what, this, I'm going to do it. Runs from her run-up, bowls her ball, and then runs past, like, cover to take a diving catch off wow. her own bowling. And wow. I was just, like, chilled. <laughs> and that just brings that just brings the standard of the tournament, right? Like, that just wraps it all up. So, again, touch back, heartbroken for South Africa, but, like, 
just some incredible things. Love that, Heights. All right, folks, it's our last one. It's our last highlights here. And I think I would be, I'm also going to give myself a, a free hit here. My free hit is um, winning the Ashes for Zip. Um, you've got to love that. It's just nothing better than that. We love that every time. Um, and winning the Women's Ashes too. Like, <laughs> let's just, we're, just, we're just smashing the palms. I mean, that's always going to be a highlight. But I want to give a special club shout out to um, Safraz Nangal, who joined my cricket club this year. It was the first time or one of the few times he'd ever played Red Bull cricket. Uh, he's sort of in his 40s, this bloke. Um, and one of the other guys found him lurking around a cricket net and invited him to come down and play for the club. And he took 23 wickets this season at seven um, and absolutely dominated. Um, we made up. Expensive, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a bit pricey from Safras. Um, and we made uh, quarterfinals this year for the first time in like six years, largely off the back of this one bloke who hadn't played in a really long time and was, you know, was a bit nervous, I think, about coming and playing in a club setting and wasn't sure what the rest of us were going to be like. And he really got welcomed by open arms in the club and came and got all of the awards at Trophy Night and was a real, 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 real sweet bloke. So, um, yeah, I wanted to give a big shout out we to We love Safras. that. We love to hear that. That's mad. Yeah, good, right? Um, but uh, fifth and final highlight of the power play and for the 21-22 season from you, sir. Well, look, Pat, I'm just going to say that, um, you know, Peter Hanscom uh, led the Sheffield Shield run tally for the 2021-22 season, closely followed by Sam Whiteman and Hilton Cartwright. Nick Maddinson finished with an average of 54 and a half. <laughs> you might be asking me, where am I going with this? I am, Chris. I'm thinking that, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I'll tell you what it's going to be. We've had a relatively <laughs> stable summer of selections. Oh, boy. Relatively stable. I mean, sure, there was a bit of a rotating cast around you know, the fast bowlers and uh, we had Nisa and Richardson and and Boland. Everyone came in, performed phenomenally well. Um, bizarrely, we've left Jai Richardson off the contracts. I don't understand that. But we have depth, Pat. We have mm. depth. We have depth, and you know my magical number about batsmen averaging over 40, mm -hmm. and there's a bunch. There's Peter Hanscom, Sam Whiteman, Hilton Cartwright, um, uh, Hunt from South Australia, Ward from Tasmania, old mate Nick Madison, who's playing for Victoria now, Usman Khawaja, Jordan Silk, Caleb Jewell, Manus Lab... Oh, no, take it back. Get out of that, Jewell. You're averaging 36. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Ward, you're out. <laughs> 30, but I, we get the point of your story, Chris. There's depth anyway, in Australian men's batting for the first time in depth. a long time. And I appreciate it, particularly in the top six, which we haven't had for a long time. So that's brilliant. That is my final highlight and I'm out of here. And I'm looking forward, Pat, to touring Sri Lanka in June, July in the comfort of my living room. That's the best. <laughs> Love that from you, Chris. Heidi, final highlight from you, my friend. Final highlight, and I think we've probably spoken about it before, but I just, it's because it rings true. We love Alana King. What a great story. Yeah. Was unsure. You know, to be fair, like we've had a few injuries, like Georgia Ware and Sophie Mullingham. RIP, hope you're okay. Um, but, you know, you, you, bring, <laughs> you bring Alana King in thinking like to the Ashes squad. Yeah. And not only does she... Like maybe for T20, right? Like just get her in there, you know, get her running around. 
But she played all three formats and she didn't just play them. She was like a feature. She was a go- like they threw her the ball, like she's mad in the field, like there's a reason she's there. And I think it's such a an incredible thing to come from just like some hectic BBL seasons to playing, like being a consistent player in the Australian side for something as big as the Ashes. Like how incredibly meaningful and just like I literally have chills, more chills. Profound. I just like it's so good. And it's such a and it's such a, a nod to the selectors too, like picking the right people because she's, you know, you could have picked someone and give her a run around and sub her in or out. But you know, she was good enough to like take her opportunity with both hands and, you know, roll it on through. Yeah, we love that. We love, love that. that. Halides, um, thank you so much for joining us in the UK. Bardo, thank you so much for all of your work. Thank you both so much. You're my sixth and final highlight, the two of you, uh, for helping me uh, out and being a big part of the show and being such a legend. Um, and two for none, we'll be back uh, for the T20 World Cup in October. Um, so thanks to everyone. Thanks to all of our correspondents um, who've been wonderful this season. Thanks to everyone who's listened to it. And if you wouldn't mind sharing it with a friend, reviewing us in the iTunes store, doing all that stuff, that'll really help. Chris, Heidi, thanks so much. We'll see you in a little while. You will indeed. Thanks, guys. For None is created and presented by Patrick Cullen and Chris Barty. Big thanks to Adam Hassan, Heidi Cheadle and Chris Barty for joining me on the show. Clips in this episode were 8-Bit Dubstep by Ross Bugden. You can check out his YouTube channel. He makes amazing royalty-free music and you should really have a look. As well as Triple M's coverage of the 21-22 Ashes series. All clips and music is used in conjunction with our APRA AMCOS online mini-license OL2028. Hey, make sure you check us out on Facebook and you can always email us at gingersnapsydney at gmail.com, especially if you'd like to be our West Indies or Sri Lanka correspondent as our dear Roscoe Thatil has departed to for then. Big thanks to Roscoe for all of his work over the years. Two for None is produced by Ginger Snap Productions. Check out our other show, The Isocast, in your podcatcher, and make sure you like, rate, review, and subscribe to all our podcasts. Tell a cricket fan about this podcast, and we will be back in October for the T20 World Cup. Thank you so much for listening, folks. We have just passed 10,000 downloads, and it's all due to you. So really, really, really appreciate that. Keep spreading the word. Keep sending it around. We really, really thank you for it. In the meantime, go, 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 go,